we like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 5th, 2014. And today's study is pretty much going to concentrate on Ebola and the potential for the global plan to implement depopulation. We're also going to get into the whole thing that just happened with Georgia Guidestones, where that piece of granite was actually inserted and then removed. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well. So let's just go ahead and start off the, the first... Uh, report, Extinction of Useless Eaters, Globalists Further the Implementation of Their Planned to Attempt to Kill 90-plus percent of the Population. While the world is watching the mainstream media report lies, the global elite are secretly implementing their plans of mass human slaughter. According to Georgia Guidestones, they want millions of people dead and will stop at nothing to get it done. Now, we're going to get into the Georgia Guidestones next, but this is kind of a lead-up to that. So they aggressively pursue their plan of depopulation. Today, many methods of depopulation are being implemented. The three major depopulation agents currently are worldwide hunger, which kills 7-8 million people per year, Uh, war, which, um, and these are all, their statistics here that we're citing, and these are all um, linked, so if you want to know more about each one of them. Uh, War is another one, killing an average of half a million people per year, and diseases which kill two to three million uh, per year, especially, or specifically, the Ebola virus on the forefront today, obviously. Now, I'm not saying that those statistics are perfectly accurate, but the the place where they, they got this from, that's what they were saying. Other methods include chemtrails and the use of nuclear and biological agents, poisoning and contamination of the food and water supplies, pharmaceutical drugs, weather modification via HARP, that, which triggers earthquakes, volcanoes and tsunamis, uh, through electro, electromagnetic uh, psychotropic weapons, the promotion of homosexuality, obviously because... Homosexuals can't reproduce, um, and also their average lifespan. Homosexual male is 39. So, and the spreading of AIDS, uh, <clears throat> which was actually created by the government and released, I've gotten into that before through the vaccines in 1978, hepatitis B vaccines. Anyway, uh, they were also released in um, Africa as well. That's why AIDS is so prevalent in Africa. Anyway, Africa is is really the testing ground for so much of what the globalists want to bring to the rest of the world. Africa's where they beta test just about everything that they want to implement on the rest of the world. They could get away with stuff down there so much easier because I think media coverage alone, you know, uh, they're third world, very, very, very poor nations that are happy to get anything that they can get much of the time, and they're not going to ask questions and they're not going to, um, not to say they don't always ask questions, because we're going to look at that a little bit later when we talk about Ebola, but they're less prone to have trouble because they got them right where they want them. They have that ultra, ultra poor uh, class over there that they want to create worldwide, and an ultra poor class typically will not bite the hand that's feeding them. If that's, they're dependent on that hand in any way, shape, or form, they're not going to have a tendency to want to bite it. So that that's why, a big reason. Anyway, then we go to forced sterilization in such countries as China. Uh, I, I just saw the statistic today that the actual 
uh, abortion rate on a daily basis, according to World Health Organization statistics, is 125,000 abortions per day. Per day. Worldwide. Now, we talk a lot about 40,000 abortions in America per year. Or, I'm sorry, 4 million. But, 125,000 per day, worldwide? I mean, that's... That is almost incomprehensible. So, there's a lot of abortions that are taking place that, you know, America tends to focus in on itself, and there's more abortions actually going on in other countries than there are in America. So, all of that innocent blood crying out from the land is actually going to bring down God's judgment on the earth, which will actually also figure in to the depopulation, because... Um, the land gets defiled through innocent blood, through homosexuality, through, uh, those are the two chief ways the Bible talks about. And at some point, God's judgment has to come. And, um, that's kind of what we're facing here from that standpoint. And Satan knows that. Satan knows that, that if certain things go on on the planet, God's judgment has to come. And I, I believe that from a satanic standpoint, that's another thing he's banking on to reduce world population because he knows that God is a just God and that judgment will happen as a result of, I mean, it's just you reap what you sow. There's cause and effect. And... Um, I think that from a satanic standpoint, Satan would would be looking at this and trying to get people to do these things, to abort their babies, to uh, commit homosexuality, and and knowing that even if Satan did nothing, that if that continued to grow, God's judgment would come and actually wipe out certain portions of the population in order to cleanse the land of innocent blood. Or that the land had been defiled. And then the Bible says that the land vomiteth out her inhabitants. Well, I can't imagine if the land vomited out her inhabitants that that's a pretty picture. You know, that masses of people wouldn't die in that regard. So, something to think about there as well. I never really thought about that before until just now. But, um, <clears throat> this is part of the, the big global satanic plan. And then you have vaccinations, another depopulation tool, which will end up probably being one of the absolute chief ones. Uh, abortion, euthanasia, Obamacare death panels, the list goes on and on. So in other words, those are just some of the ways that they're depopulating the earth. The campaign to eliminate useless eaters, that's you and I, on behalf of the planet's privileged ruling elite is surely to take more ravenous uh, toll as global population levels rise. Uh, it can be expected. It's no secret that the elite want you and I dead, and no longer do they hide it. Um, no longer do they hide it. No, it's out in the open, and they are proud of their stance. Well, increasingly, and as we're going to be looking at these things today, the ways that things have been so unbelievably botched, just regarding this first Ebola patient, 
you, you cannot convince me, and I'm sure a ton of you out there, that all of this is a big accident, and oh boy, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, you know, <laughs> they got one over on us, you know, With I mean, all of these things that were, that should have been done, that were not done, so much of it seems to be flagrantly and obviously by design to spread Ebola. And, and this is just in this one particular case. You start multiplying that. And um, you got a really big mess on your hands pretty quick. The truth of it is, if all 6.9 billion people on the planet stood shoulder to shoulder and gathered together in the same general location, it would only fill the city of Los Angeles. Um, or if everyone in the world was given a small house and yard and were once again gathered together in the same general location, it would only fill the states of Texas, California, and New Mexico with room to spare. And then, in this particular report, they give you the breakdown on how they figured that out. Now, obviously, there's there would be land in Texas that would be inhabitable in New Mexico and these types of places where you couldn't put a house on it, but I think you get the picture, okay? Um, the The... The reasons that we have today, that the globalists have either manufactured out of thin air, like global warming, which has been debunked over and over and over. If anything, we're having global cooling. Coldest uh, uh, winter on record we just had. I mean, literally, that, they, that they've ever started keeping records. Coldest winter we ever had. We had, a, we had a pretty chilly summer. I mean, we literally had snow falling at the end of summer. Up in um, Wyoming and Montana, I mean, 20, 19 inches in one place. This was before summer was out. That's never happened before. You know, they, these things they, they manufacture. And, and, and with the pollution, you can just look to them. They were the one that created. They have known about all the alternative uh, ways as far as alternatives to uh, gas and, the, and the, the free energy technology that's been suppressed and will continue to be suppressed and all of the things they have done to try to ruin the world. It's all on them, but they blame humanity, and this is why they say humanity has to go. And Mother Gaia is grieved when when the global elite are the ones that have actually done this. You know, it's it's um it's just unbelievable. So let's go further here. Who updated the Georgia Guidestones? Now, first some history on the Georgia Guidestones and uh, the story of the Georgia Guidestones began on a Friday afternoon in June 1979, when an elegant gray-haired man showed up in Elbert County and made his way to the offices of Elberton Granite Finishing and introduced himself as a Robert C. Christian. Uh, now, there's a lot of speculation here. Uh, some have said this was Ted Turner that did this. Now, Ted Turner, in an Audubon interview said that we need to reduce world population to, um, I believe it's 500 million. Hold on, is that what the Georgia Guidestone says? I, yeah, 500 million. No, Ted Turner was even more aggressive. Anyway, in the interview, it turned, it, it was about, it was 95% population. Georgia Guidestones, you're looking at 90 to 95. Ted Turner was even more aggressive in his Audubon interview. And um, also his name, Robert C. Christian, could also be looked at as a play on words 
of the phrase Rosicrucian. Robert C. Christian, Rosicrucian, which is that organization of the Rosy Cross, which is interlinked with organizations like the Freemasons and the the secret societies and this type of thing that, that would ultimately have this goal of world domination and depopulation at the highest levels. So, just some little extra point there. He claimed to represent a small group of loyal Americans who had begun who had begun planning the installation of an unusually large and complex stone monument. Christian had come to Elberton, which is the county seat and the granite capital of the world. Okay, Elberton, Georgia. Because he believed its quarries produced the finest stone on the planet. Sure they did. Joe Fenley... The Elberton Granite's president nodded, absently distracted by the rush to complete his weekly payroll. But when Christian began describing the monument he had in mind, Fenley stopped what he was doing. Not only was the man asking for stones larger that had ever been quarried in the county, he also wanted them cut, finished, and assembled into some kind of enormous astronomical instrument. Uh, What in the world... Would it be for Fenley? Asked Christian. Explain what the structure he had in mind would serve as a compass, a calendar, and also a clock. He also needed to be engraved with a set of guidelines written in eight of the world's major languages, and it had to be capable of withstanding the most catastrophic events, so that the shattered remnants of humanity would be able to guide, would be able to use these guidestones to reestablish a better civilization than one that the world than the one that was about to destroy itself. So in other words, we'd always be able to, um, after the world had been annihilated, we could come back to the Guidestones and reflect poignantly and pathetically on what we really need to do. Because the, But essentially, these are like the Ten Commandments of Satan, you know, uh, compared to the Ten Commandments in the Word of God. And so, you know, Satan always has to counterfeit stuff. Now, in the... In the um, thing here, I'm giving you pictures, and the first picture you're going to see in the PDF for October 5th, 2014, is a picture, and you're going to see a red circle superimposed on the picture, and it's a it's a notched out portion of the Georgia Guidestones that they have notched out. That, that happened, I don't know, sometime in the last five, ten years. Okay. They pre-notched out a portion in the upper, it's in the upper part that holds up the stone roof. Okay? You can see it in the picture I show you. Then, the next picture, you're seeing a stone that has been inserted into that notched out portion. Okay? And it looks to be of the same granite, very, very high quality, with the numbers on the outside of the stone, Two zero on one side and one fourteen, one one four on the other. In other words, if you add them together or just push them together, it's two thousand fourteen, which obviously is the year we're living in. Uh, there's actually symbols on the other side, and we're going on the other sides of this thing, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, this just kind of appeared overnight. No, now back to the main report. Some potentially disturbing new information concerning the Georgia Guidestones has just been released in a video. Upon further investigation, it seems this cornerstone was left out for a particular uh, reason, as you can see in this photo. As reported on Reince.com in the Public Library of Elberton, I found a book written by a man who calls himself 
R.C. Christian. Remember the guy that commissioned this, that put up the money for it. I can't even imagine how much this cost. Um, he was Robert C. Christian. Anyway, the guy, there's a, um, in the public library in Alberton, there's a book written by a man who calls himself R.C. Christian. I discovered that the monument he commissioned had been erected in recognition of the devil Thomas Paine, who was a devil that um, uh, lived many years ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of people throw him in, like, with the, the whole thought process of the Founding Fathers and stuff like that. That guy was a devil, okay? I mean, the stuff he said was totally against the Word of God. A, a, a Not a heretic, somebody strayed from the faith. We're talking about a guy that was just anti-Christ. I'm not saying he was the anti-Christ, I'm saying he was anti-Christ. He was against Christ and the Word of God, big time. So, but a lot of people revere him even to this day. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. And um, in the occult philosophy he espoused. So this whole monument was was put up, was erected in honor and recognition of this devil, Thomas Paine, and his philosophy, <laughs> which is Antichrist. Indeed, the Georgia Guidestones are used for occult ceremonies and mystic celebrations to this very day. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about that part of it, but I would be surprised if it wasn't used for occultic ceremonies, much like, you know, Stonehead would be used. Now, thing is, is this thing went in, and all these videos went up, and then, in very, very short order, the stone was removed on, um, you know, 10 days ago, 9-25-14, and here's some videos for the stone. There's a literal video of the stone being removed by the caretaker of the Georgia Guidestones, with people around filming him doing it, and all of the conversations that ensued about it. And um, so then there was videos that said, oh, it was just a gag. Okay. Um, and so I have videos about that as well. Police State Radio doesn't believe it is a gag. I provide further insight into this in my own observations. This is a video of... Uh, Description for the video. Not only is the 2014 block made from the same Elberton granite as the rest of the Guidestones, but there is more to indicate that this was not a gag either. I mean, the the stone they pull out of this thing, I mean, it's not little. It is a, it is a hefty piece of granite. Okay, 9, 10 inches across in a cube um, with, with intricate you know, stone carvings. I mean, that's a real funny gag, but I mean, it's going to run you hundreds and hundreds of dollars, most likely. But particularly, I mean, this is the finest granite you can buy. And you would have to get it cut precisely to the exact space to fill, you know, put it in there just perfectly. And it fit just perfectly. You know? So, I don't think it was a gag at all. That's my personal opinion. Uh, another listener wrote me and said, check this out, they have removed the four 2014 block. I am guessing it was either added to the stones unauthorized, or it was getting too much attention. And I, I kind of agree uh, with maybe it was getting too much attention, because this was really going viral. There are big questions, is how someone would be able to add a 2014 block when there are seat, when there are closed-circuit TV cameras 
pointing at the stones if it was actually unauthorized. I mean, there's they were filming all of the cameras they'd got up at this place, and um, there was security there when it was being removed. There's closed circuit TV cameras there, going twenty four seven. And I mean, this is a big investment. They they they're gonna monitor this thing, and um, somebody. I mean, somebody went up there, took measurements, went to Elberton Granite, the very place that the stones were made, got this block made specifically for this notch, you know, had a, had a three, four, five, four, five hundred extra dollars to do this. I don't know how much it would have cost, but it would have been a lot of money. And then brings it back there, goes back up on a, on a ladder, and, and installs it just perfectly as a gag. I don't know, it just doesn't add up to me if it was a gag. But, you know. And considering that the number on there, 2014, the number we see on the outside, <laughs> what's going down this year, what could be going down this month, um, and knowing that it was right above where it says depopulate the world to 500 million, oh yeah, it was literally catty corner. The stone was literally positioned catty corner to the first commandment on the Georgia Guidestones at the very, very top, and near it, the stone was set. Then it has 2014 right there. Maybe this is the where they're really going to ramp things up in 2014, where they really go after that first commandment. Because see, all the rest of the commandments of the Georgia Guidestones are dependent on the first. In order for Satan to implement you know, his New World Order, One World Order, they feel that the world has to be depopulated so that we can get to manageable numbers so that they can control us easier. Right now, the numbers aren't manageable. There's too many people. There's too many people with guns, particularly in America. That's a big problem. So for them, I'm trying to think how satanically they would be looking at this. Everything's dependent on that first commandment. To get to all the other ones. Let's go further. The message of the Georgia Guidestones. I'm just going to give you some of the commands. First one we already said. Maintain humanity under 500 uh, million. In perpetual balance with nature. To guide reproduction wisely. Improving fitness and diversity. They care about our fitness. Yet they want you to abort your baby. Well how was that for the fitness of the baby? Well the baby was a, a fetal mass. It didn't need to be here. It was grieving Mother Gaia. It was just going to be another burden on Mother Gaia. The great earth spirit goddess. What a bunch of garbage. So, the first two commandments, both one and two, are keyed on depopulation. Right there. Well, what does Satan come to do? Kill, steal, and destroy. Well, the first two commandments are all about killing, stealing, and destroying. If you think about it. I mean, you could say, well, what do you mean steal? How, how are you stealing? Well, you're stealing the life away from the baby. You're stealing the, the um, life of, of the, the, um, a daughter or a son away from their parents. Had they had the child, that the, you know what I mean? They would have been able to raise it and, and nurture the child. Whereas you've stolen that if you abort your baby. So, and then, then there's all these other hokey commandments, and then the tenth one is be not a cancer on earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. That also implies heavily depopulation. You know, 
And that's why so many of these quotes that you see from these sick liberal devil billionaires and millionaires and, and, and people in that whatever mindset or ilk, and that, they're all about that. They're all about, you know, I, I wish a plague would wipe out the, you know, the planet and this kind of stuff. They say that stuff all the time. Limiting the population of the Earth to 500 million will require extermination of over nine-tenths of the world's people. The American Stonehenges, they call it the American Stonehenge. Okay, that's another nickname for it. Um, it's reference to establishing a one-world court, that's one of the commandments, foreshadows the current move to create an international criminal court and a world government, which would also line up with the one-world government under Antichrist and false prophet that is on the horizon from a biblical standpoint. The Guidestone's emphasis on preserving nature anticipates the environmental movement of the 1990s and reference to seeking harmony with the infinite, which is another one of their commands. Seeking harmony with the infinite. This garbage. Um, is a, it reflects the current effort to replace uh, Christian beliefs with a new spirituality. So, Mother Gaia worship, neo-paganism, witchcraft, being the backbone of the coming one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. Okay? And um, that's heavily, that also heavily ties in with this. The message of the American Stonehenge also foreshadowed the current drive for sustainable development. Anytime you hear the phrase sustainable development used, you should substitute the term socialism to be able to understand what is intended. In the Earth Charter document, you will find an emphasis on the same basic issues. Control of reproduction, world governance, governance, and the importance of nature and the environment, and a new spirituality. The whole thing about the nature and the environment is going to be their excuse to herd us all into these these uh, mega cities, where they stack and pack you in, into ten by ten apartments, and um, you're their slave labor, and they're the it's it's like um, it's like the Hunger Games, but worse. What they would want. Uh, in the Hunger Games, there wasn't a lot of people left, which ultimately, maybe at the end, that's the way they, they would want it. Ab- absolutely. I mean, they would. Um, but initially, there would be a ton of people that they hadn't killed. They'd have to really stack you and pack you into cities or concentration camps, but those would just be more like extermination centers. So that's basically what their plan would be if they were able to implement it all unchecked. But just remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. And I don't see Bible for 90 to 95% of the world's population dying prior to the tribulation even starting. I think that would be mentioned in the Bible. There's going to be tons of people that die in the tribulation alone. But can you imagine 95% of the world's current population and then another whatever it would the total death toll would be during the tribulation? I think the Bible would have mentioned that. And not to say that we don't have um, really dark times ahead here, but, um, you know, the, the devil's, you know, very, very ambitious. The devil wants to kill everybody, okay, but he is, he has been kept in check since the moment he was, he decided to rebel and fall by Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He has been kept in check to a certain extent always. And so, that's something always good to bear in mind about this subject. 
to kind of give you some balance there, because I don't want this, I mean, so much of everything you're seeing from the alternative media is pure doom and gloom. We're all, you know, it's, everybody's going to die. What about praying against the Ebola spreading? What about literally Christians praying against Ebola spreading? You know, in the United States, worldwide, do you think God could keep back Ebola? Uh, yeah, he created the universe. Yeah. What about that option? I think that's an important option. Now, it may not be his will. It, this may be part of that destruction, or, or that judgment that I talked about. Um, but he always does preserve a remnant. And I think those two that haven't been ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us, and, and, and haven't been destroyed for lack of knowledge, and have prepared, have done like the Bible said, where it says, consider the ant, store up, you know, food, gathereth in the summer to store up in the winter, essentially, or the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, the simple pass on and are punished. I think the people that have applied those biblical principles um, are much more likely to be rewarded in the coming times because they have they have actually adhered. They haven't just lived the bread and circus life and, and, and acted like nothing bad is going to come and, 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 you know... They've actually done things to pray. And who knows, the, the pre- preparation you've done might be for other people. You know, it might not even be primarily for yourself. I don't know how the Lord's going to work everything out, but... Let's go further. Uh, let's see here. So, it was saying how the Earth Charter document was the, has, has emphasis... Um, on the same things that Georgia Guidestones does. The similarity between the ideas engraved in the Georgia Guidestones and those espoused in the Earth Charter, if you don't know what that is, just you can look it up online, Earth Charter, reflect the common origins of both. Yoko Ono, the widow of John Lennon uh, from the Beatles, who said the most blasphemous things about Jesus Christ, and, you know, he's not, um, he got uh, assassinated. What a vile devil he was. Anyway, Yoko Ono, the widow of John Lennon, was recently quoted as referring to the American Stonehenge as saying, I want people to know about the stones. This is Yoko Ono. We're headed toward a world where we might blow ourselves up or maybe the globe will not exist. It's a nice time to reaffirm ourselves knowing all the beautiful things that are in this country and the Georgia stones symbolize that. So, what is the true significance of the American Stonehenge? And why is its covert message important? Because it confirms the fact that there was a covert group intent on, number one, or there is a covert group. I mean, this thing's being maintained. People go there, spray paint and stuff. Well, those that maintenance crew comes out and cleans it up. That guy, the, What that guy said up on that ladder, he says, I'm here to make sure these stones stay clean. Something to that effect that they're taking care of. And supposedly they told him to go up there and remove that stone. And when they asked him about it, he said something like, oh, some idiot put it up here. Well, isn't that a convenient excuse? You know, that what it does, knowing he was going to be filmed, that supposedly takes the people that put the Georgia Guidestones up off the hook to a certain extent, about the number 2014. Isn't that convenient for them? I just don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. I mean, that thing was... I mean the guy split it into several parts and gave a piece to the people that were there and uh, if they wanted it. 
and I, I'm not saying that that would be a great idea as far as bringing a cursed object in your house, but um, there were several people, I mean, he was he was pounding that thing, and I mean, you could tell that thing was substantial, well-made, well-done, a very expensive piece of, of granite there. And um, uh, so, anyway, I give you the link to the video if you want to see it. So, let's go further here. It confirms the fact that there's a covert group intent on dramatically reducing the world population, uh, promoting environmentalism, establishing a world government, and promoting a new spirituality. Certainly the group that commissioned the Georgia Guidestones is one of many similar groups working toward a new world order, a new world economic system, and the new world spirituality. Behind those groups, however, are dark spiritual forces. Without understanding the nature of those dark forces, it is impossible to understand the unfolding of world events. The fact that most Americans have never heard of the Georgia Guidestones or their message to humanity reflects the degree of control that exists today over what American people think. We ignore that message at our peril. The Age of Reason was a book written by Thomas Paine. This is what, who the Georgia Guidestones were basically dedicated to. Its intent was to destroy the Christian belief system. This book, Age of Reason. Um, the hole that you see in the stone, now there is a hole, it's really more of a rectangular hole that I think narrows in. Um, you will see this, and I, I give you a picture here of it, in, of the Georgia Guidestones. The hole that you see in the stone was drilled in the center stone so that the North Star could be visualized through it at any moment. This was one of the several requirements stipulated by R.C. Christian, for the building of the American Stonehenge, and reflects his obsession with the alignment of the stars, the sun, and the moon, which now you get into the whole um, astrology thing. I don't mean astronomy, I mean astrology, which is essentially, you know, um, it was something that was condemned in the Bible, and something that witches have always heavily relied upon. Anybody in the occult, if they cast a spell, if they... If they um, are going to celebrate certain occultic holidays. It, so much of these are determined through astrology on the occultic calendar. So it's incredibly important uh, because they believe it gives these spells more power and it also has to be done in order to appease devils that um, require these things to be done on certain dates at certain times in certain ways. And so that's also built into the, the Georgia Guidestones. Occultists often worship the alignment and the movement of heavenly bodies as part of their religious ceremonies. Now I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to be playing many, 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 many audio clips today. Um, and I, I don't know how I'm going to get through all the, the information, but um, we're going to play this one. And uh, this is probably the longest one we're going to be playing today as it relates to the Georgia Guidestones, and what we're talking about here. Okay, so this is the first uh, video. Georgia Guidestones have officially been updated with the year 2014. And uh, let this play. Melissa and Aaron here, and I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but it was just sent to us on Facebook, and we felt the need to discuss it with you all, because I'm pretty creeped out. So, if you're not familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, we're going to talk about them in just a second. But for those of you who are... Check this out. Somebody went to the Guidestones, and there's been a change. 
Wow. On the English stone that has English on one side and Spanish on the other, a new block has been inserted in the corner right here, and it has a date on it. So it's a living monument. <laughs> yeah. It's and that changing. date just so happens to be 2014. Now it says 2014. This is, to my knowledge, the first major addition to this monument since it was put up March 22nd, 1980. I think we all need to discuss it. That is seriously, that is foreboding and creepy. Okay, so the Georgia Guidestones. What this is is a monument that mysteriously showed up in Elbert County, Georgia, on March 22nd, 1980, with ten carved commandments, quote-unquote, for a new age of reason. And these commandments are a guide for a new world order. That's what's going on here. There are ten guides in eight languages around the different stones, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. And what's the very first guide? The very first guide is to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So right away, we're talking about a stiff curbing of the entire global population. And then underneath that, you have guide reproduction wisely improving fitness and diversity, which is a cornerstone of eugenics, basically. See, two major planks of eugenics, and at 7 billion people, 500 million is a startling a sudden drop that if that was achieved would really change society quickly and probably mean a lot of cruel situations. And the rest of it lends towards an international, globalist world system. And that's basically what's going on with this monument. And there are a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding this monument because the person who came in to set this monument up only met with the company twice. He went under the name R.C. Christian which a lot of people have said very possibly might stand for Rosicrucian. Rosicrucian. There are other people that have tied this guy back to potentially being Ted Turner and some of the people like him, such as the Rockefellers, because it was a group of wealthy people that came together to build this anonymously. It wasn't just one guy. But a lot of people say it was Ted Turner. There's some evidence for that, actually, in the guide booklet that came out the year after this was erected, which we're about to get to. But, wow, this is very interesting when you consider that the first plank of this says to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, and now you have a new block being put in that says 2014. Well, put in some 35 years ago, a lot of its creators might still be alive. It's still a living monument. It's just been changed. And unlike other esoteric monuments that they drew from, used inspiration of and alluded to a continuity of their secret knowledge, this one spells out certain political aims uh, explicitly. And as you can see, this was a picture that was taken before. Uh, Also, with this block that's put in, if you look at it, because they're really zooming in and out and they're looking at it. It 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 has been fit in there. I mean perfect. That like there's it's not like if you would expect some person um played a prank. They're not going to get it to fit so incredibly perfectly. Like it was literally made for that notch. With with some type of, of coming there, getting on a ladder in the middle of the night and taking some measurements, and then coming there on a ladder in the middle of the night and, and reinsert. I mean, 
I just don't see how you, I don't see how you're going to get that. Um, I mean, this thing is just professionally, professionally been installed. And you can even see where the little niche mark was for that square to be cut out to add that block. But anyway... Right above the first commandment there, with the reduced world population of 500 million. So this is what we're looking at. This is the monument here. The block has been added to the side over here that has English on one side, Spanish on the other. It's on the Babylonian So what we're, we're watching a video here, and they're showing you the stuff, so you, you can watch the video if you like as well. Inside this top capstone has Babylonian, Egyptian hieroglyphics, and classical Greek and Sanskrit. So it's over on that side that this thing has been added. And some people have said that this, the Guidestones are not about giving us information, people living now here. This is actually about a message for people rebuilding in the future. Well, that's actually not true. And the reason I can say that it's not true is because this is the Guidestones' official booklet that they put out there's a whole lengthy explanation in here of what this is about they say it's a message for us now and they lay it all out as to what it means what it's about how we're supposed to take each one of these guides i mean it's all in here and so this is definitely not a message for some far off day after an armageddon has taken place and they're trying to rebuild the planet it's not guides for those people this is something they want us to do now and when you come down here to the purpose section of these guidestones, it's made very clear very quickly that these guys aren't joking around. They really do want to curb the population and institute a new world order. It says, in 1980, as these stones were being raised, the most pressing world problem was the need to control human numbers. In recent centuries, technology and abundant fuels have made possible a multiplication of humanity far beyond what is prudent or long sustainable. Controlling our reproduction is urgently needed. It will require major changes in our attitudes and customs. Nearly every nation is now overpopulated in terms of a perpetual balance with nature. We are like a fleet of overcrowded lifeboats confronted with an approaching tempest. We're destroying our farmland. We've grown dangerously dependent on external sources for oil, metals, and other non-renewable resources. Nations such as Japan, Holland, and Haiti are even more seriously overpopulated and therefore in greater jeopardy. And it actually really creeps me out that they specifically mentioned... <clears throat> Japan and Haiti, considering the, the tragedies that, that have befallen those two. And, and the use of the life raft metaphor is one of ethically deciding who gets to live and die based on the triage of the lifeboat scenario. If the lifeboat's overcrowded, you've got to make decisions, uh, you know, who to let go if you're running out of food, right? It says, in these circumstances, reproduction is no longer exclusively a personal matter. Society must have a voice and some power of direction in regulating this, this vital function. The wishes of human couples are important, but not paramount. The interests of present society and the welfare of future generations must be given increasing consideration as we develop mechanisms to bring rational control to our childbearing. It is extremely important that every national government develop immediately a considered population policy. The need is urgent. It should take precedence over other problems, even those relating to national defense. Population control is a global problem. The irresponsible childbearing must be discouraged by legal and social pressures. Couple, couples who cannot provide a decent home and support for a child should not produce children to be a burden for their neighbors. I mean, you know what pisses me off about all of this, seriously, is people like... Sorry about that. Ted Turner and these rich globalists. These people are corporate rapists. Okay? And they tell us they've done it for their own good, for all of our own good. Uh-huh. That guy has five kids, okay? 
And I don't care what decade he had them in or how many people there were at this time. He's the guy walking around saying we need to have a one-child policy for 100 years. And that's all I'm doing is trying to fight to help save humanity. We've got to stabilize the population. When I was born, That's Ted Turner. And it's an actual interview you're watching where they're like distorting his face, making him look even more evil than he even is. So what's wrong with the population? I mean, we're too many people. That's what. That's why we have global warming. We have global warming because too many people are using too much stuff. That's why we had the coldest record on winter this last last winter and one of the coldest summers. We've got to stabilize population on a voluntary basis. Everybody in the world's got to pledge to themselves that one or two children is it. I think a billion is about right. Right, me too. Thank you. Exactly. Watch out, policy. No, I'm pretty sure the Audubon interview, it was about three, 250 to 300 million, he said. He said 2 billion there, probably because he was trying to backpedal a little bit, and that was a, that was just an interview they caught him on the street. So, it, you know, it depends where you catch him, when you catch him, uh, who he's talking to, I think is, is going to be dependent on the answer you're going to get from these, these slimy... Uh, people like that. Saying that poor people shouldn't be allowed to have children. Well, who's causing all of the artificial scarcity? Who's raping the environment with all of these horrible policies? And mega corporations are doing that. I'm, I am not personally doing that. You are not personally doing that. It's the system that these elites have put into place to suck off all of us like a bunch of slaves, and then turn around and say, but population is the issue, and you guys are raping the planet. No, we're not raping the planet. It's the global elite who put in this horrible system. They suppress all of the technologies of free energy that would actually make us free and in control of our own destiny and impoverish everyone with artificial scarcity in this horrifying system of murderous parasitic industrial complexes that they've built up around all of us. And then they turn around and say, you can't have children, but I can have five kids because I got a bajillion. Oh, no, this came out of the classical eugenics era of the late 1800s through the 1920s. It was transferred over throughout the world, including in Hitler's Nazi Germany. It went underground, but it came back after the war. The Rockefeller family set up things like the Population Council, and by 1973-1972, it became a major plank of the United Nations. They had pushed the idea of a population bomb. They had uh, the Club of Rome print the limits to growth, and they figured out a model to stunt the growth of regular humanity, not just population numbers, but the economy the use of energy, the potential for creativity and just future use, and they've contained us and walled us off, and they are seizing the future, whatever that's going to become, and they're working on depopulating and and disenfranchising the rest of the world, population by population, particularly in the developing world, but heavily in Western society too. Okay, I skipped over this part earlier, but how the section on the purpose actually begins, the very first sentence of it is, quote, It is very probable that humanity now possesses the knowledge needed to establish an effective world government. That is how the thing freaking starts, okay? Talking about a one-world government. But the problem with that is, is that this world is being run behind the scenes by a group of elite billionaire psychopaths who have screwed up the world. 
These are the people that have the most power, the most money, and the most influence, and look at the way the world is. And they're going to turn around and try to blame it on us, when most of us had very little say in how things are being run. These are the people that have had all the say, the people that go to the Bilderberg meetings, and all of that kind of black shadow op stuff that's going on. Those are the people that have had to say, look at the world we live in now. And they're the ones that are going to turn around and say that it's our fault that that the resources are being squandered. No, it's the fault of people who hide all of the important technological advances, do not let anyone have those, so that people cannot be self-sustaining, so that people cannot be free. And then they put us into this consumerist system that is run around things like petrochemicals, plastic. They've made it unfeasible to live outside their system. They've outlawed sovereignty. They force people to live in squalor and squander only to point out that they have mud on their face as a criterion for why they shouldn't be allowed to go into the future and that those who aren't wanted, which is quite a few people, should be curtailed, squeezed out. And they're going to sit there and make a monument and act like they know everything. It's just, it makes me sick. This is so backwards and one-sided and wrong. It's it's not enlightened. There's nothing about this that's enlightened. This is just justification for mass murder. That's all it is. That's all it is. After you built up the horrible system, and yeah, I'm pointing fingers at people like Bill Gates, and people like Ted Turner, and people like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds. Those are the people that are behind every horrible thing you see on a major mass scale today. Okay, so I wanted to play that video. They got into some things that um, I, I did cover uh, probably quite a bit of what they said in there, but also just some different perspectives on on the Georgia Guidestones and, um, you know, to kind of look at the big picture of this. Now, the last video I'm going to play about this is um, uh, Paul Joseph Watson, and he's going to be talking about uh, this as well. And... Um, you know, ever there's there's a lot of speculation, but nothing uh, really concrete as far as the removal of the stones go. There are a lot of lot of speculation, but like I said, I mean, I tell you, if that was a prank, it was uh, it was a prank they went to unbelievable lengths to go to. So let's go further. Which some see as an elite manifesto for neo eugenics and population reduction have received a strange 2014 update. On a recent visit to the Guidestones, the YouTube user Kafka Winston World filmed this footage, which shows that a new block has been added to the top right-hand corner of one of the stones. The new stone reads 2014. Photos taken years before the new stone was added show an indent where it was planned to be installed. Given the nature of the message inscribed in the stones, the addition of the year 2014 has obviously stoked concerns that something ominous may be in the pipeline that would fulfill the seemingly unattainable prognostication of a global population that numbers below half a billion people. Sometimes called the American Stonehenge, the astronomically aligned Georgia Guidestones located in Elbert County, Georgia, contain ten guidelines for the future of humanity. The Guidestones, which were defaced in 2008 by protesters, were originally built in 1980, after an unknown person going by the pseudonym R.C. Christian instructed Elberton Granite Finishing Company to build the structure. The most ominous guideline reads, quote, Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, a figure which of course couldn't possibly be achieved without either mass genocide or draconian and long-lasting programs of population control even more extreme 
than the one-child policy in China, which is enforced via punitive financial penalties and brutal state-sponsored kidnappings and forced abortion. Indeed, the official guidebook to the Georgia Guidestones lists the purpose of the monument. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just mentioned what they do in China just to enforce the one-child policy. Well, you would have to get so much more uh, satanically aggressive to implement a reduction of world population to 500 million compared even to what barbaric China's doing. As a message to the world of the pressing, quote, need to control human numbers via, quote, control of child-bearing by programs of population control instituted by governments worldwide as part of a move towards the establishment of, quote, an effective world government. So this monument is basically an homage to a world dictatorship which would impose population control measures on humanity as part of a creepy, authoritarian, brave new world-style cradle-to-grave tyranny dressed up as a utopia. And it's rife with hypocrisy, because the very things that have proven to naturally reduce population growth and increase prosperity, development, trade, economic growth, energy exploration, and industrial food production have all been denied to the third world by this very same elite. And, of course, if you've actually studied this issue from a statistical and demographic standpoint, the overpopulation bomb is a complete myth. As Professor Hans Rosling authoritatively documented in his presentation, Don't Panic! The Truth About Population, the problems of rapid population growth and poverty are being alleviated by technology and the raising of living standards in many of the poorest countries of the world. The real problem after 2050 will be underpopulation, and indeed several governments, most notably Russia, have in recent years been begging their population to have more children because of this already unfolding underpopulation crisis. So why do you think a new block which reads 2014 has been added to the Georgia Guidestones? What kind of message does this send? Let me know in the comments below. Check out the other... Okay, so that was the last. I just kind of wanted to give a couple different perspectives there regarding this whole Georgia Guidestone thing. So now we're going to uh, end this part, and um, we're going to go into the Ebola, some of the newest Ebola information. I, I mean, literally, on a subject like this, I'm literally checking the news right up until the time that I actually do the teaching, so I'm not leaving out some big, gigantic, breaking current event, which sometimes still occurs, but... Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into that next. So I'm going to end part one here, and we'll go to part two. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth, T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321 Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. 
or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.